an ACL tear is, in my opinion, 100% one of the worst injuries one can sustain in basketball. So whenever it happens to a player, especially a role player such as this one, you know that the franchise that that player is on is going to be affected dramatically. Yo, what is up, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of the Buckets Podcast. Today, we have a lot of news to unload. And as I said before, a player has experienced an ACL tour this week. And it's even more awful just because of how young this player was. We even mentioned him last week in the top 25 players under 25. And the fact that this player was the most definite second best player, second most valuable asset to this team, which was the Denver Nuggets. By now you already know, Jamal Murray has torn his ACL. And this is an awful, awful thing to happen to him and an awful, awful thing to happen to the Nuggets. Of course, today I'm going to be explaining to you how I think the Nuggets can come back from this. But just before I get into that, I just wanna say, there's not much I can say about Jamal Murray. We don't know how he could come back. We don't know if he'd be the same, if he'd be better, because most of the time players that use his athleticism don't come back quite the same that they used to. And that's why this is such a devastating, awful injury. We cannot speak for Jamal Murray, so we're not even gonna try, okay? We're just gonna go on about the Denver Nuggets, how they can repair, how they can fill in the gaps, because this is a gaping hole in their franchise. Here's why I think we don't need to worry about the point guard position as much. Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, Nikola Jokic. MPJ can hit shots from anywhere, okay? Aaron Gordon has showed us he can shoot the three ball, he can get in the paint. He's a great player. He doesn't just dunk. And Jokic raises everyone's level of play dramatically. I promise you, and I really do mean this, Jamal Murray would not be as good as he is. He wouldn't have the stats that he had if Jokic wasn't on that team. The way that Jokic found his open teammates, the way that he can pass the ball out, he'd elevate anyone on that team, which is why if you take someone like Monte Morris, he's averaging like 10.4. He's starting point guard. I see no reason why that 10.4 can go up to 15. So that's pretty much already filled in. You don't need to worry about that. The Denver Nuggets fans' largest concern was crunch time. Who's going to hit the big time shots? Every single time I saw a buzzer beating shot, I think it was a year or two ago, it would either be Jamal Murray or Damian Lillard. Jamal Murray has hit shot after shot after shot after shot, all in the clutch of the game. He can save a game. He can put up 50 a night. He is an above average, above spectacular, maybe. He's a star. So that those crunch time numbers need to be filled in by someone. And Monte Morris, Nikola Jokic, MPJ, these aren't really people that you'd expect to throw in there. But when it comes down to the clutch and when it comes down to the end of the game and two teams are tied, I think it's a pretty safe bet to say MPJ will have the ball in his hands. And I don't know what he's going to do with it. I don't know if he's going to make the shot, miss the shot. I don't know if he's clutch like that. But from all the interviews he's shown, from everything he said, he seems like a player that's very confident and eager to have the ball in his hands. 
So I think he'll more than happily take that shot. Everything else is up to the rim. <laughs> but I think he's more than likely to take that shot. And, you know, if he makes it, he does. But the largest part about that is confidence. Crunch time, you have to believe in yourself. Up next, let's just talk a little bit about the Denver Nuggets championship aspirations. Before this tear of the ACL, I could confidently say with the addition of Aaron Gordon that this was a team that had a very, very good chance, at least compared to everyone in the league, to make it to the Western Conference semifinals. No, to make it to the Western Conference finals. And maybe even the finals themselves. We saw what they did last year. They were amazing. And honestly, what they were showing this year, they can run it back, especially the way that Jokic has been playing. But with Jamal Murray being absent, I think that pushes them under at least four teams. Number one, the Lakers. If Lakers are 100% healthy, I don't see them beating them. Number two, Utah. If Utah is 100% healthy, I don't see them beating them. Same for the Clippers, same for Phoenix. I don't see them beating any of those teams. And then you have these outliers. You have Dallas, you have Portland. I don't know if they can beat either Dallas or Portland with the roster they have right now, especially with an amazing performer like Damian Lillard or Luka Doncic. So honestly, if I were to rank them, I'd say they're the fifth best in the West. I think they can make the Western Conference semifinals. And at most, in my opinion, they can make the Western Conference finals. But I think that's extremely unlikely. First round knockout, that's also a little likely. If Denver were to make the fourth seed and the Lakers were to make the fifth seed, that is the worst first round matchup for Denver imaginably. They'd be a first round exit. So honestly, their championship aspirations this year, I could say are just about ruined. But up in the coming years, they do have a few picks. They have a few assets. It won't be long until Denver's up at the top again. Up next, I gotta talk about Steph Curry. I gotta congratulate him on passing Will Chamberlain as the Golden State Warriors all time scorer. What Stephen Curry is doing this season is absolutely unprecedented. It, it's amazing. Of course, he's not going to win an MVP because if you can't take your team to the first seed or at least top three, it's pretty rare for you to win an MVP. So while he's not going to get that, we can 100% give him his props for just what he's doing in general. He just hit 29 threes in three days, I think, which is a record that he broke that was set by him four times. <laughs> so honestly, Stephen Curry, he's just ridiculous. Everyone needs to give him his props. He just came out saying he would like to retire with the Golden State Warriors, which is not a surprise for any of us. So thank you so much, Stephen Curry. And, you know, we all hope that you win a championship very, very soon. Speaking of thanking people, LaMarcus Aldridge just announced his retirement because of an irregular heartbeat. This is never something that you want to hear, especially to something like um, health issues. But we have to respect his decision of retiring, especially Brooklyn Nets fans who, while we never got a chance to see him in the playoffs or see him at his best on our team, we have to thank him for the little time that he gave us. And for the Portland Trailblazers fans and the Spurs fans, 
they you already know that they're so grateful for all the times he was there helping their franchise. Lamarcus Aldridge was definitely in his prime on the Spurs. I mean, no, Lamarcus Aldridge was definitely on his time in his prime on the Blazers. I'm sorry. So we can 100% expect his jersey to be hung up in the near future, one way or another. Up next. I want to talk about my Nets. You will know that I talk about my Nets all the time tonight while I'm recording this, of course. It's about 5 o'clock on a Friday. So my Nets face off against the Charlotte Hornets in about two and a half hours. And the Nets losing to the 76ers isn't something that surprised me. We were so shorthanded. Honestly, we didn't have Kevin Durant. We didn't have LaMarcus Aldridge, who's now retired. We didn't have Blake Griffin. We didn't have James Harden. All we had was Kai, and Kyrie Irving really didn't even play in the fourth quarter, and we only lost by six points. We came back from a 20-point deficit, and I'm pretty sure it was led by Alids Johnson, um, Nicholas Claxton, Bruce Brown, TLC, and then Laundry Shaman. These guys, these guys are ridiculous, and honestly, if we're only losing by six points without – basically any of our starters that was just the bench i'd say brooklyn we're in a pretty nice spot and last but not least i want to talk about the celtics can they become champions this season and i a hundred percent say no no i don't think they can become champions this season why is this even a question well last season Miami did something that no one expected them to do. They shocked us all. They went into the bubble. They made it all the way to the finals. And they only lost in six games, which is pretty solid. Now, Miami was playing in a bubble, and they were about the most focused, I think. They only made it that far because they stayed straight in the head. They just stayed focused. And... With that, they managed to beat Milwaukee. They managed to beat Boston. They managed to beat everyone that came in their path other than L.A. Celtics this season aren't too good. Celtics' future is, in my opinion, the brightest in the NBA. I know you could say Utah. I know you could say Dallas, Memphis, New Orleans. But Celtics, Jalen Brown, I've been saying this for a while. Jalen Brown is so good. He's so good. I I haven't said it last episode. If you have Jason Tatum being the fifth best player under 25, Jalen Brown has to be the sick, okay? These two are neck and neck, if you ask me. Jalen Brown just scored 80 points. No. Whoa. Jalen Brown just scored 40 points on 85% field goal percentage. That's ridiculous. That's, That's almost unheard of. I'm pretty sure he's the youngest player and maybe even the first player in Celtics franchise history to do so. Jalen Brown is a bucket. Jason Tatum is a bucket. Marcus Smart is a bucket. They have an amazing future. It's so bright. Honestly, they're going to do great things in the up and coming years. Here's why I don't think they can win a chip. Milwaukee would snap them. Okay. They just would. Their defense is too solid. Giannis is such an amazing rim protector. And while a lot of people say he chokes in the playoffs, he doesn't. His team chokes in the playoffs. He has put up 
pretty nice numbers consistently in the playoffs. They haven't been his MVP season numbers, but they've been straight. They've been nice. And Chris Middleton is showing this season that he's really good and he can't be slept on. So honestly, if they went up against Milwaukee, they get snapped. Now, if they went up against Philly with what Philly has right now, Tobias Harris, who I think is definitely one of the most underrated players in the league. Joel Embiid, who's going to win MVP this season, mark my words. And Ben Simmons, who I'm pretty sure I've said it. I said it last episode, I think, is the most underrated, most hated, best player in the NBA. (laughs) They'd snap him. Sixers would snap him in like five games. And now he gets a Brooklyn. Brooklyn at full strength would bully Boston. And it would be so crazy because I think the final score would be something like 130 to 150. Boston would get, Boston can score. Boston can really score and they can defend, but no one can really defend Brooklyn. No one can really defend Kyrie. They just put the best defensive point guard, Ben Simmons, who's not even really a point guard. So the best defensive player they put on Kyrie, Kyrie snapped him up, dude. Just right on, right on Wednesday, Kyrie was dribbling all over the place. And if Ben Simmons has to worry about Kyrie and James Harden and Kevin Durant and Joe Harris, he just can't keep up. Joel Embiid is an amazing rim protector, but these guys don't need to get to the rim to score. Brooklyn can just abuse three-pointer after three-pointer after three-pointer. They are that good of a team to do so. So honestly, Celtics, they're not beating Philly. They're not beating Milwaukee. They're not beating Brooklyn. And in my opinion, that's final. I think they can beat anyone in a seven-game series other than that, in the Eastern Conference at least. Don't let the standings fool you. Don't let the media fool you. Boston's a really good team. They can take on Atlanta. They can take on New York. They can take on Miami. They can take on Charlotte. They can take on Indiana. They can take on Chicago. They can take on Toronto. Okay? They can get any of these guys. But Brooklyn, Philly, Milwaukee, no. There's just no way. And even if they did make the finals, they're not beating Utah. They're not beating Phoenix. They're not beating L.A. They're not beating Denver. They're not beating the other L.A. Yeah, they could beat Portland. But... No, the Celtics, they're not, their time isn't now. Their time could have been last year. It could have been the year before that. But right now, right now, with LA, as in the Lakers and Brooklyn, with these two teams at 100%, no one is deteriorating them from getting to the finals. No one's, I mean, deterring. No one's deterring them from getting to the finals. They're getting there one way or another. And I am so excited to see it. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this new installment of The Buckets. I will see you in the next episode. Stay tuned for all of the episodes in 2021. We have interviews. We have new installments. Going to be checking out the playoffs, the play-in tournaments, the debates behind those. It's going to be a great year. A great year, indeed. So thank you very much. New episodes coming out every Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'll see you in the next one. I'm Drip signing off. Peace.